and welcome to the Dodge Button Podcast, your podcast for the cheap, old, indie, and on sale. I'm your host, Jordan Hamilton, and I spent longer trying to come up with an intro, do- intro joke than I did writing my actual notes. You, you want to take another pass at that? Yeah, I, I really do. Do you want me to <laughs> do mine first? Because I, yeah. <laughs> I think uh-huh. the joke is... <laughs> I think maybe okay. you should do the intro, and I'll just r- come along for the ride on that. I think you I've proven it. that uh, I can't take the intro on this <laughs> You got it, buddy. Let me stop laughing so we can get a clean take. You can't come in hot. You can't come in this hot. Welcome to the Dodge Button Podcast, your podcast for the cheap, old, indie, and on sale. I'm your host, Ash Ketchum, Pokemon Master. And I'm your host, Jordan Hamilton, and I spent longer working on a joke for this than I did on my notes. <laughs> it's still not that funny. <laughs> I don't know, you got a laugh out of me. Yeah, that's the second time I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to blow up your spot. Anyway, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> What you been playing, my friend? Oh, man. I have been playing... I've actually been playing a mobile game. Uh, I'm going to have some real feelings about a mobile game on Wait, this Wait, is this big block of notes in the Google Doc about a mobile game? <laughs> yeah, th- my first big block of notes is about a mobile game. I love game. it. Yeah. Tell me all about it. I played, like, uh, probably 20 or 30 hours of it. Oh, damn. Uh, yeah, it's not that deep, necessarily. But it's got a really good loop, uh, and it's pretty short. You can like play it in like five and ten minute chunks, um, which uh, like I loved that. That was what I think why I played so what much of it. Um, so what kind of game is it? What what is? You know, it's funny you should ask, Ash Vernon, because um, I would call it a deck building, choose your own adventure, roguelike visual novel lot of words yeah it's kind of it's doing a lot of things in a lot of spaces um it's what was the name of this game reigns it's from our uh it's from a developer called mariel and uh the publisher devolver oh um, i love devolver right that's i didn't even know that until i looked it up today but it, it partially at least explains why i ended up uh liking this game for the most part um, so Reigns is, you're playing as, like, a vaguely European monarch, um, and you're managing the year-to-year, um, like, state of your kingdom. And so the way you play is there's a deck of cards, and each card is, like, a portrait of someone in your court. Sometimes they're, like, kind of random side characters but for the most part they're like people who are in your court they're like advisors to you and they present you with uh, a problem and typically it's something like the some a member uh, a representative from the church will come to you and be like the um merchants guild is starting to make things that the abbey traditionally produces um we want you as the king to say they can't do that and you can say yes or no. 
Uh, and so at the very top of it are these meters. One is a one is a cross. One is like your people. One is like the strength of your army, and one is the treasury, the dollar sign. Um, and the point is to not let any of those meters fill up or completely drain. And so if you say yes, uh, like Why in can't that they example I gave, the, uh, so it's it's meant to represent like um, excess. So, like, ah. if your army gets too strong, then they stage a coup, and oh, they okay, take I over see. your kingdom. And if your army is too weak, then you get invaded. Got it. Uh, and, like, if the people get too, um, if, like, if they get too independent, essentially, they'll overthrow you. Um, but if That's they, cool. if, That's wild. if that bar, right, and if that bar completely drains, uh, instead they, like, will, like, a famine will happen. And then there's another layer to it. That, so that would be a fun game for a little while, but there's no way you play like 20 hours of a game of just that, right? Right, right. So there's this weird like meta layer. In the year 666, your dog is introduced <laughs> to you as the devil. Oh, yes. Obviously, of course. Um, and from that point, things start to get weird. You, uh, you st- I spent so much of the game being like, what the fuck is going on? Both I want you to know I've already bought and ways. downloaded this game. Good. It's, it's Like, in the I'm time sure you've been talking. <laughs> I played it on Apple Arcade, so I, I played it for quote-unquote free. Um, but I think it's only like two or three bucks. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, I, it's three bucks, and I have yeah. bought it. Uh, it. It's It's so... There's no tutorial either, so, like, the information that I'm explaining to you, you just kind of learn by saying yes or no and watching these meters go up and down. And then the mm-hmm. first time you fill up your treasury and you have so much money that you die by falling into a giant beer barrel, you're like, okay, so I shouldn't fill it up. <laughs> and then when that bar goes all the way down and uh, merchants own your entire kingdom and you fail that way, you're like, oh, okay, I get it now. And so there's a really cool learning curve because it's very quick to – get into another run as a different king and then another run as a different king and then another run as a different king. But like I said, you meet the devil and he's your dog and he starts killing off characters and those character like if you say yes to a character after you the, you talk to the devil, the devil will kill that character and that character gets replaced. It's the same portrait but it's a different name. Hmm. Um, and I wish there was a little more I wish this was pointed out a little more. I don't know how they could have because once I realized it was happening, it was really obvious. But for some reason, I didn't realize quite how that was working until like the third time I had somebody do it. Um, yeah, that's or I had the like devil kill somebody. It's not super intuitive. It's yeah. It's so to b- counteract the what the fuck is going on thing that I was saying positively. There's so little information coming from the game that. Once you get real deep into it and you start uncovering the metagame of the – because what happens is the game starts to break the fourth wall and to be like to, – to recognize the fact that you are going on this cyclical journey and that you as the player, who is also the king, are aware of this, right? Okay. The problem is that these choices for the metagame only play out, as far as I can tell – a lot. Some of them only play out based on choices you make earlier on. Oh, that's and there's weird. not really 
any way to tell whether or not like i'm repeating myself essentially until you get to the end of the game and the game is like uh you didn't break the curse and i don't know what the fuck that means oh do you want to reset the game and so i'm like well no because i feel like there's still stuff left for me to do there's this there's these checklists of like various deeds you can do to get different titles and different achievements and i don't have all of them done and it doesn't it's not clear to me it's it's pretty clear to me now that i think what i should have done is reset right when i had the chance to but i didn't right. and now i don't fucking know how to reset so i'm just playing the boring version of this game which Aww. is saying yes or no to the various members of my court and watching some meters go up and down um but before that, when I was digging into the meta of, like, because uh, there's also stuff going on in the game. So there's the devil, uh, who is your dog, and there's the spirit of the fallen kings from before, who is aware of the devil, but not aware of the player. Whereas the devil is aware of the player and the king. Okay. Um, and then there's, like, uh, you eventually meet, like, a golem, or not a golem, but a homunculus. And there's a, a meta layer with a homunculus, where if you make certain events happen... The homunculus will branch, uh, like the his his adventure tree will branch essentially in different ways depending on what events are going on. But I couldn't figure out what I needed to do next to make things trigger. Once I got to the point where I knew how to trigger certain things, I got super stuck where I, I couldn't I didn't know how to trigger anything else. So I was just going through this game over and over and over again, and eventually was just like I don't. I don't want to do this anymore. This is a waste of yeah. my time. Um, but I think that the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay is good. I think the discovery of it is really fun, learning the loop and starting to understand it and realizing that you're affecting it. Um, I, I think the, I thought the writing was okay for the most part. Um, I thought it was really weird that they constantly kept breaking the fourth wall to be like, isn't the fact that this just keeps going on kind of annoying? <laughs> um, and that's like, hey, y'all, that's your central mechanic. That is not only right. a, a central narrative tenet, it's a central mechanic. And you break the fourth wall like three or four times to be like, doesn't this suck? Interesting um, self-burn. Yeah, and it didn't suck until like the second or third time somebody asked me if it sucked. Um, and I, I also thought some of the writing was a little... It's it's a little like um, I don't know philosophy one hundred and one like isn't yeah. his history so cyclical and isn't that crazy mm -hmm. like the first time you take psychedelics and you think you're having a bunch of profound thoughts but really you're just like <laughs> it's watching just the spicy, paint move. normal thoughts <laughs> yeah yeah so it's it's trying to talk uh, and say some very grand things but it's kind of failing um, but I also don't necessarily think it's a game. I think part of that is they bit off a bit more than they could chew writing-wise with the way the game is presented with all the cards and stuff. It also sounds um, like it, I mean, like, you you mentioned branching trees, and, like, that's not something I expect in a mobile game. Yeah, so you'll, th it's so cool. You'll hit certain parts, and th your deck will just expand all of a sudden. You'll just see, like, 30 cards fly into your deck, and the huh. game will be like, unlock such and such deck and you're like oh man i have so many more choices now that i i have to try and figure out how to get um but it does a really bad job of it wants you to learn through trial and error mm -hmm. 
Um, but that just means saying yes or no a bunch. Because um, a lot of the choices aren't impactful. They're all just choices that go into making those, those bars move and making the run longer or shorter. But they don't necessarily do anything to move that overarching meta plot forward. Um, right. So it really becomes like it feels like a big waste of your time. Uh, I, I think I, I want to like really reiterate that part of the problem is my own where I should have reset when it looked like that was the end. But the game gave me the chance to not reset. So I kept right, going. It sounds like it wasn't the clearest as far as like what was the expected route. Yeah, it it didn't feel like the end it felt like an end and i think it's supposed to be an end but i think it's supposed to be an end that you do over again as opposed to keep pushing back right um, yeah you're not supposed to be in like the post game right now you're supposed to have started back yeah up. i'm supposed to, exactly exactly um but yeah i i loved it it's one of the first one of my biggest problems with apple arcade is that a lot of the games i just don't care about um so this was really nice to find like a a really good mobile game. It was a game that fit perfectly into, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to kill, I'm trying to kill time at work, or you know, Danny's driving, so I'm screwing around on my phone, or there's a commercial break on, stuff like that. Um, it really fit into those quick little, you know, five ten minute mm-hmm. moments, uh, and I'm, really just I'm drove itself forward. It. It's very fun. I highly recommend it. Um, uh, I've also been playing Space Kim. I won't talk nearly as much about Space Kim as I did about Reigns, um, just because uh, Space Kim is a wickedly harder game. Um, and it, so Space Kim is by Zachtronics Industries. If you remember me talking about uh, TIS 100. Um, Real fans of the pod will remember. <laughs> Real day ones will remember. Um TIS 100 is the same developer, Zachtronics Industries, and so it's it's sort of the same flavor of um, like logical programming language puzzle solver, but instead of being a game where you're rebuilding the uh, uh, no uh, chips on like a computer, you take the the role of a reactor engineer just graduated from college and you're going to work for space kim and they're this company that synthesizes chemicals for like the the far-flung solar colony mm. um, so they like they have these uh factories on like worlds where the atmosphere is all uh you know nitrogen um and the oceans are all methane and so you'll have to take those two things and turn them turn one into hydrogen and one into hydrogen cyanide. Um, ah, I see. It's, it's, if, if you don't, so there's a lot of chemistry in it, but you don't need to know chemistry to play this game. You will have, I think, a, a, a stronger appreciation for it, but I am not a chemist by any means. I'm not a scientist <laughs> by any means. I, I cook for a if living. If you, you were, know? you would have been keeping a, a weird secret from me all of this right. time. For me to right. not I, know by now that you had a background in chemistry, I would be also looking for a secret laboratory. Yeah, I have no I have no background in chemistry beyond 
like a, a chemistry 101 class for theater majors is like my highest level of, of exposure to chemistry. And I get this game because it's really just applying basic concepts of like, uh, you know, certain atoms can only have certain amounts of bonds and you have to break them and reapply them. It, like if you understand valence shells on atoms, you've got the, the, the real core of this game. Um, because really what you're doing is you're using this like visual programming language to move these Waldos, which is a great term, inside these reactors. So you can tell the Waldos to turn left, you can tell them to turn right, you can tell them to um, you know, input a, a, a chemical from outside of the reactor. You can tell them to grab that chemical. You can drag them over like a bonding station and, and subtract or add bonds to them. <laughs> the problem a bonding station and become their friend right <laughs> give them a big hug um so like <laughs> so like you know one of the early early puzzles that i gave an example of is you have you're pulling nitrogen in from the atmosphere and you're pulling methane in from this um ocean and methane is two carbon atoms and six oxygens i think um uh, somebody there's gonna be one fucking person who's like you've never heard of methane ever um, that's gonna be tony yeah. <laughs> um, Our good so friend, you have to like, the chemist. Yeah, so you have to, like, break those apart, but the reactors you have only do either minus bonds or plus bonds. They don't do both. So up to that point, you're learning, like, in, a, in, the, in the game, in the, the narrative of the game, you're learning in a simulation. And then when you get out of the simulation, they're like, hey, you're actually, uh, you're, you're actually like, on the, on the bottom rung of the ladder, and you're going to get the worst equipment. Uh, we're also out here in, like, like the ass end of nowhere. You're going to get the worst equipment. So these reactors only uh, do minus bonds. So you can only subtract bonds from molecules in this reactor. Mm. And in this other reactor, you can only add bonds. So now I have to swap. You know, you have to like, all right, so I got to move the nitrogen into the minus reactor and then break it up and then move it into a plus reactor where I then take a smaller version of the methane, which I've turned into a methane radical, and apply it to the nitrogen while also breaking off the other hydrogens or oxygens or whatever's on it. As you can see, just from me talking about it, this is a fucking hard game. This is very it doesn't make any damn sense. It, like, the best way I can simplify it is take ins and make outs. Take inputs and make outputs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what you're doing. You're, you're, mm -hmm. you're taking five, and you're playing, like, that math game of, of I give you this, this many numbers. You have to make this number with them. How do you do mm -hmm. it if you have all of the operators in math? Mm -hmm. um, but it's so fucking hard. Beyond understanding chemistry, uh, like because you don't need that. The logic is the issue. Figuring out how to twist and turn the Waldos so that you can fit, because you're 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 doing these reactions in a reactor, which they're all a set size, and the molecules can't go outside of them, and the molecules can't touch each other. So the real puzzle comes from figuring out how to like twist and turn the molecules and the Waldos so that you can do everything in the smallest amount of instructions and the smallest amount of reactors. It's so hard. That's all I'm going to really have to say about Space Game. It's so hard, but I, I really like it because, because it's like this logic visual programming language and because it's about 
molecules whenever i get a puzzle i'm the smartest motherfucker in the world ever Ever. No one has ever in their entire <laughs> life been as smart at me, as smart as me in that moment, ever. And and no one ever will be again. And then you get your results where it shows you that you actually are, are you have like the most possible reactors you could use. And there's like a hundred thousand people who've done it with two, two, two <laughs> times or two times fewer reactors than you. And with like half as many instructions. And you're like, whatever, fucking let's go to the next puzzle. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like it. It's yeah, it's just hard. Zachtronics games, I think, are are for a very particular type of person, and it's either someone who doesn't, who like already has the extre- brain for that, or is an extreme masochist. Right, or in my case, just like is willing to just have games punish them. Deeply uh, stubborn. Yeah, that's, that's how all I it felt is. Playing Baba is you. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not smart enough to play this game, but by God, I'm going to. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel playing. So far, I've only played two Zachtronics games, and both of them I've been like, I, like by the time I get, I don't know. I've seen maybe a quarter of this game, and I've already played ten hours of it, and there's still mechanics that it has to introduce to me that I, I like. It hasn't even hinted at uh, the remaining probably third of the commands that I'm going to get. Oh, and I have no idea how you can make this game more complex. Uh, also, my one last complaint, there's no step command. Um, so you have to just like run your entire programming loop over and over again to see how it works. And as someone who really likes to iterate visually, boy, is that fucking annoying. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I wish, my, I, I wish it had a step command for the program. Can you tell me uh, what a step all. command is? Uh, so... Uh, step command, you use it like when you're programming to go to the next bit of code that would fire and then pause the, the program. Oh, okay. And since there's no, since you can't step through anything, you just have to let the whole thing run and see where oh, it fails. That sucks. And, and, f- <clears throat> and if it failed because of something you'd actually did like three commands earlier, there's not really a way, you have to be like really watching it. Uh, and it's I don't necessarily think it's that big an issue if this game really clicks for you, but if you're like me and you're just like you're you're Throwing having fun but you're struggling, <laughs> yeah, then damn, would a step command have been really nice? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope I sound like I like that Space Jam because I really do. It's just fucking wildly hard. It's like a Dark Souls of puzzle games. That's, that's <laughs> which is such like a cliche thing to say, but that's Zachtronics makes. From software difficult puzzle games. I'm continuously impressed when you bring them in. They're so fun. They're so good. They make you feel so smart, but (sighs) only for so long. Mm -hmm. Only for so long. (laughs) Eventually, it's just too hard. I'll probably play another like two or three puzzles. And then it breaks your spirit. Yep. And that's a good FromSoft game, too. It's just like Sekiro. Right, right. But enough about me. Let's talk about... Oh, fuck, I couldn't come... Yeah, I couldn't... I was going to try and come up with a Pokemon, but I couldn't think of any that had me. Oh, God. You two. All right, so I've been playing Pokemon Arceus, which I got as an anniversary gift from my partner, Hexer. Thank you so much. Um, Shout out to Hexer. Uh, first of all, I didn't know anything about this 
Pokemon game going in, except, like, I knew it was going to be open world or open world adjacent, um, but, like, that's it. I hadn't really looked into it uh, because I, I haven't say, played a Pokemon game in a really long time. Yes. Um, I'm, I just realized how excited I am to have you talk about this because while I was in uh, West Virginia with Jamie, uh, Zach and Elise were playing, have both been playing this, and they were both like, it's the best Pokemon game ever. It's so pretty I'm fucking I'm really good. excited to hear what you have to say. I just realized I that. truly enjoyed it. I wasn't going to buy it for myself because I didn't expect to <laughs> really want to play it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a lot of Pokemon as a kid. I was a, I had my uh, Game Boy SD. Uh, would play in the dark when I was supposed to be sleeping. Um, good, 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 good. But after those like original games, I, I played like half of one of the DS ones like it you know it's kind of been the same game for a while uh-huh. um and so this one first of all the opening is just fucking buck wild in a normal pokemon game you're like 10 years old your mom gives you a pair of running shoes and sets you free <laughs> emancipates you <laughs> and you go <laughs> you go catch all of the pokemon um in this game you're 15 and you fall through God's asshole into the past. Uh, uh-huh. And. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hold on. I appreciate the belated laugh. Hold on. What the fuck did you just say out loud with I your s- mouth? <laughs> <laughs> I said you fall through God's asshole into the past. I'm not taking it back. It's what happens. There's a big asshole in the sky. <laughs> I mean, it's cosmic, but whatever. You know, it's like a it's like a portal. Mm, whatever. Uh-huh. Point being, uh, so at the start of this game, you are presumably like a normal modern day teenager. You're wearing normal modern teenager clothes, um, and you are drop kicked into the distant past, uh, to the like literally like immediately after the pokeball was invented like this is the kind of past we are talking about um, i don't have a concept for the pokey pokeman i mean line. i don't i listen neither do i but is like, it is it like the zelda timeline does it really matter or do i just need to know it's in the past it's in the past it's there are okay. no cars it's there a, are no it's a long time ago in dinosaur yeah. times but also there are people are living in villages um, okay but like people are you the first pokemaster are you the first pokemon trainer well you're a child um but okay like you are one of the (laughs) (laughs) but Uh you are one of the first people who's like chill about pokemon so you get dumped into the past but you like don't remember where you came from you're just a weird little child with amnesia who Pokemon? Who isn't afraid of Pokemon? And everyone so else you is the, like, "Holy you shit!" Pokemon know this is so though? scary. Well, like you know that you spoke to God briefly, <laughs> and then because uh-huh. you know how at the beginning of a Pokemon game, they're like, you're talking to the professor, and they're like, "What gender are you? What uh-huh. was my uh, my son's name?" <laughs> and there's only two. <laughs> and and oh yes, my uh, my. Nephew asshole, I love him. <laughs> um, Your rival, butt munch. <laughs> butt munch. <laughs> so, in this game, instead. 
instead of talking to a professor, uh, you talk to God. You talk to voice. God? <laughs> Sorry I interrupted you, because I jumped to the end there, I think. Instead of talking to the professor... <laughs> you talk to Run God. that back one more. You talk to God. I have to step. I have to lean I, back from I my mean, microphone. You talk. My fucking neighbors can hear me right now. <laughs> You're in a standalone unit. Ugh. We thought. I know. So imagine how loud I am. Because <laughs> instead of Professor Oak, you talk to God. drop kicked into this other timeline and by god by god <laughs> I you mean, get like, drop kicked by god back in time poke poke god um <laughs> <laughs> um wow so anyways you land there and pokey christ himself pokey christ himself um and they don't like so so all of the normal trappings of a pokemon game your your villages or your towns your, separated your towns, by routes your routes what your have towns you. and your routes and your your poke senses none uh -huh. of that's there um <laughs> instead what are you doing <laughs> shut up <laughs> we're never going to finish this episode <laughs> instead we're almost done shut up <laughs> instead um, everything is really new. Mm. The idea of catching Pokemon is really new. The idea of, like, being able to trust Pokemon and live alongside them is very new. And you're, like, Do kind they... of part of that movement. Okay. Do they... Never mind. Never okay. Mind. I, had a, I had another dumb question. Okay. Great. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you're... In basically, God is like, hey, you need to catch every Pokemon that exists and you're like Does thank God you give I you will the Pokedex? <laughs> I, no you get the Pokedex from uh the professor professor Langdon I, you know, I'm not gonna lie mm -hmm. I can't remember his name the first um, disciple of Pokey Christ <laughs> but uh but like the, so the goal of this game really Come, is you'll be just a fisher like of Magikarp collect as many Pokemon as you possibly can and you're encouraged to catch like a bunch of each type because that's how you like learn the information that you need to fill the Pokedex. Oh, wow, that's already so cool. Yeah, it's really cool, and it, because it's, You uh, don't have to be upset about, like, catching the same Rattata over and over again. No, in fact, you want to. The um, doof is worthwhile. The doof's back on the menu, boys. Oh, there's so many Bidoofs. Um, <laughs> that's, like, the first opening area is just all Bidoofs. But anyways, um... So I loved it's it's this open world open encounter where all of the Pokemon are wandering around. You can see them from a distance. Uh, sometimes the frame rate ain't great, and they sure do move <laughs> like PowerPoints. Um, but <laughs> can you see them from pretty far away? Yeah, and that's when the frame rate gets the the ones that get the most fucked up are the flying Pokemon. You see, like, uh -huh. a distant Gyarados that's just, like, two frames bouncing back and forth between each other. They should have the taken the, uh, the Breath of the Wild approach and just let that shit pop in on you all of a sudden. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, yeah, so you it becomes this, like, entomologist stealth game where you're, like, crouching through the tall grass and you're creeping up behind Pokemon and you're conking them in the head. 
Yeah, conking them in the head with Pokeballs. It's great. Do you um, battle Pokemon? Do you, do you, you fight so, one another? Yes. Uh, so some Pokemon can be caught just by, like, walking up to them and hitting them with a Pokeball. Um, but a lot of them, you need to, like, get their health down a little and, like, have an actual encounter. Um, and then okay. other people in the world, it's it's not the same as, like, not every single person you meet has a Pokemon, but, like, there are people with Pokemon who will battle you as well. Okay. Um, cool. It's a very cool, it's very fun. And then they've introduced the concept of alpha Pokemon, which are just, like, angry, really large versions of normal Pokemon. Um, this is like the, uh, what was in the, the last game, Sword and Shield, they had, like, super Are you talking about those, like, mega Pokemon. evolutions? Yeah, where they See, would get this real is, big. Right. This is a little different because it's, like, a normal, like, a mega Bidoof is just a big Bidoof. Like, uh, <laughs> it, there's, it doesn't look different. It's just yeah, it's large. it's a mega Bidoof. Right. Um, and so, but you can catch, the, at the beginning of the game, it's really hard to catch an alpha Pokemon, but, like, by the end of the game, almost my entire party was alpha Pokemon. Um, and there is no rush of dopamine like pulling out a ten-foot-tall Clefable in a battle. Oh, and my God. Climbing into its pocket. Especially, uh, that's a Blissey or a Chansey that has a pocket. Um, oh, fuck, you're right. Clefairy evolves into Clefable. That's the one that's, like, sort of like Jigglypuff, but brattier. It's the one that's sort of like a not-dead Gengar. Yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> holy fuck. <laughs> oh, Ash. I just fucked that up for you, huh? <laughs> Dang. Oh, dang. You, I'm so glad we got to talk about Generation 1 Pokemon, because if we were talking about Generation oh, 5, I would, I would have no place. I, I've played this game, and I don't know anything about any of the new Pokemon. Um, <laughs> one of the last Pokemon I caught was called a Zoroark, and I literally went, what the fuck is that, when it popped up on <laughs> screen? <laughs> I named it Skrungle. You uh, know. You like, know. you name it. While we're here, let's list off all of my party's names. Um, oh, good. So we got Droopy, uh, Heffalump, Skrungle, uh-huh. Surge Protector, <laughs> Deathcap, and the ten-foot-tall Clefable herself, Big Bertha. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in love Dude. with them. I also, I started with a Rowlet, who I had named Horatio, um, but they're way cooler Pokemon. And so uh, I oh. <laughs> eventually abandoned my starter. Do you um, get to at least, like, set them free into the wild? You work? can. Uh, so you get, uh, when because you catch so many, they keep them in, like, a pasture, which works like the box system. Except it's, okay. you know, they're not in a computer. Um, oh, good. And you can set them free, and you actually get, uh, like level up related items for setting oh. them free so it's like but you can also just have like ins- free range pokemon right you can also just have this pasture full of pokemon um so a couple complaints that i had um i really don't know why it looked the way it did um <laughs> you can tell because of the way it is because <laughs> because of how it looks um, but it, what like, do you mean well, so it's obviously, like, way better graphics than we have had on most Pokemon games. 
but mm-hmm. it's still pretty like you could put this on a on a way older console and i would believe it like it it's just there's a lot of like the grass is just like a f- a flat texture that they've copied and pasted everywhere like it's it's just very like mm-hmm. it seems to me like they could have kept it very stylized and also made it look nicer <laughs> um <laughs> it's just there's a lot of there's not a lot of polygons in a lot of places. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like a $70 Nintendo game could have done a little better. <laughs> um, um, oh, I, something I do think is interesting in the, like, Pokemon fighting in this game is that um, the level difference doesn't matter nearly as much as it has mattered in previous titles that I've played. Like, you can be 30 levels above another... Uh, Pokemon and still uh, get your ass handed to you if the type weaknesses are not lined up in a good way like okay which is interesting because it means like that you need to really pay attention to that but I also felt maybe I was just over leveled um I definitely beat the like I, I think when I fought the final battle the boss was like level 58 and I had my level 77 10 foot tall Clefable um, so, like, Big maybe... Big Bertha herself. <laughs> Big Bertha. Um, so, you know, maybe I was overleveled, but I do feel like there wasn't a ton of strategy because of how effective type weaknesses were. Like, I could kill shit in one hit so easy if I just had the right dude in my hand. Um, I also think there are way too many items in this game. And maybe, again, maybe I'm not playing the game as intended, but I also didn't think that many of the items did jack shit. I didn't find them helpful. (laughs) I've actually heard that a lot. There's way too much stuff in the uh, inventory, um, like, expansion upgrade with the red box. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, man, I paid for so many of those, too. But, like, I just, (laughs) I used so few of the items. Mm -hmm. Like, there are items that are designed to, like, like food to lure in Pokemon and they'll eat it and sometimes the food it makes them easier to catch or just distracts them um but like by and large a lot of it's just like very specified like certain Pokemon are only interested in certain types of food so then you have to remember that while trying to not get spotted by angry electrodes that are you know like it's just not worth it i'm just gonna either fight it or sit in the tall grass and hit it with six pokeballs you know like it's just not (laughs) i don't need all of this shit um and yeah and then i caught god in a pair of balls and that was the game and it was a great pair yes uh there were one god some some spoilers for pokemon arceus a game whose plot you really don't need to know. Um, <laughs> is that there pot, are pot you're not playing as the other one. There are two gods. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a blast though. I li- it's literally all I've played this month. Like I just played thirty five hours I, of this game. I think the funniest thing about that for me is that you started the month being like, I got Pokemon Arceus, but I don't know how I'm feeling about it. And then like I was like, later, I don't I like, think I'm about to put it down and you were like, uh-huh. oh, okay. And that was like <laughs> week two of February. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it got me. I, I ran into a weird like difficulty curve 
And I think what happened was, like, I had not upgraded my shit in such a way where, because, like, at the start you have Pokeballs, and then you get access to Great Balls, and you get access to Ultra Balls, and that kind of stuff, like, in a normal Pokemon game. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I was at a part where I, like, needed the next level up to really be able to reliably catch anything, and I didn't have it yet. And so I just, like, couldn't catch jack shit, and it wasn't fun. Because <laughs> I was just walking around <laughs> spending mm-hmm. money on healing items and not getting anything. Because, <laughs> like, the, your only method of income in this game is to catch Pokemon. <laughs> so, like, I hit a so point where I was like, fuck this. You just hit the panhandle. I was bleeding money. Um, and then I just went back to an easier section, and I caught, like, 400 Toxicroaks. And then I, I was like, here's here's you all of the grind. toxic croaks. And be then I was grind. Fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just gotta go <laughs> catch a lot of frogs, and then you're good. A lot of poisonous frogs. That's how the economy works. Um, oh, man. So that's Pokemon. You'd be more interested in taking part in the economy if you were Jack. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Me too. But I really enjoyed it. So that's um, Pokemon. Yeah, I, it's... Now, to be fair, it is not um, cheap, old, indie, or on sale, but it was a good time. <laughs> Somebody else bought it for you, and you have to talk about something. Exactly. Yeah, for me, it was extremely cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I paid no money for it, so. I'm sure they're going on sale soon. Uh, I don't know. Do Pokemon games ever go on sale? Question, I don't. <laughs> now that you say that out loud, I might be wrong. I might be really I, fucking wrong. I, I bought a Pokemon game for the Nintendo 2DS in the year of our Lord 2019 and paid full price for it. So, no um, fucking way. <laughs> yep. Jesus. <laughs> that system was like 10 years old at that time. Yeah, it sure was. Uh, okay, Wild. so you brought a third game. I did. I'm really excited about talking to you about this particular game. I'm very excited. Tell me all about it. <clears throat> this game, uh, before I start talking about it, uh, this is probably one of the few games that, uh, if you're gonna play it, it, like, deals directly with some heavy shit. Uh, so I'm gonna throw a content warning up here for suicide and, um, just like existential dread in general. Yeah. So, can androids pray? Uh, the the blue version. Um, at first, I thought that it was called the blue version because it was uh, the console version. A lot of games, when they release on console, if they're not initially released on console, they'll get like a subtitle like that. Right. Um, but it turns out there's two versions of this on itch.io. Can Androids Pray Red and one is Can Androids Pray Blue and the difference is just the like color coding essentially. Like the, the difference overall. is which Pokemon you can catch in the game. <laughs> which ones you have to trade for, which ones you can <laughs> catch. Um, the difference is that like the blue version is literally more blue graphics wise than the red version. Oh. Um, okay. And I, I think they just didn't port the red version. Uh, I didn't look too hard. Um, I, I got this on. This is currently on sale, and even when it's not on sale, I think it's six dollars, and I bought it for four. Um, it's a very short game. If you're the sort of person who looks at like PlayStation, the, the like star rating on PlayStation, mm-hmm. um, 
this game is being shit on in that particular regard. Ooh. Um, it has like six. It, it has like six or eight reviews and a total of two stars. People are not liking it on PlayStation, and I I think the real issue with that is that this is uh, originally developed for computer, and mm-hmm. I think that this would work way better in the dark at a keyboard with headphones on than it does with a PlayStation controller in your hand because it's a game that is about you're a mech pilot. You're, you're these two you're you're one of these two uh, really pissed off um, femme mech pilots and um, in the mission you were just on you like you and your she's like she's your platoon sergeant or maybe she's your captain um, but she's in charge of you her name is um, Beatrix and you and her chase down an enemy mech and in the, the fight between the three of you, you both got disabled. Um, and you're both, you both can't move. You're both stranded on this planet. No one knows, no one can hear you. Your like comms are out. And you, the, the player, your, your, your character, your fuel system is going to explode in a couple of hours. Um, you're both going to die. Even if you, could get out of the mech um the planet you're on is poisoned and toxic you can't it can't breathe the atmosphere so even if you weren't about to blow the fuck up you would not be able to get anywhere in time breathing the atmosphere you it would kill you pretty quick Um, that's unfortunate yeah so this is like a a visual novel this this is a visual novel that's there's there's no other genre to put this under this is a visual novel you get to make some dialogue choices, and I think there's some slight not, – not I think. There is some slight branching in the dialogue. But otherwise, this is just like mostly for you to have this sort of aesthetic uh, environmental experience and put yourself in this situation. Um, Giving me big heaven will be mine vibes. Uh, maybe. Mine? I never played that. I thought that was But I remember you really liking that. I brought it to the pod. Oh, yeah, 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 Um, actually, yeah, sort of. Um, if, here's where I want to stop, because normally we're just, like, full speed ahead, spoilers all day. This is a game that is 30 minutes long. Um, if what I have said has sounded interesting, please do not listen to me talk about this anymore, because it's incredible, and play it if if what i have said has sounded cool to you and even more so if you go look at the the trailer on playstation and you're like that trailer alone makes me want to play this game then stop listening to me talk about it and go play it and then come back to me so there's your your big spoiler warning because i'm about to ruin the whole fucking game um so (laughs) so you and your platoon sergeant are gonna die and you're having the sort of conversations that fictional characters have when they're about to die. When the, the, when the sun rises in a couple of hours, your mech is going to fucking explode. And it's going to kill you. Um, and so your platoon sergeant, Beatrice, she starts talking about God and the afterlife. And is God watching us? Uh, and at first, it it just sort of seems like the sort of thing people might talk about when 
they are facing death. Mm-hmm. And it is. But the the twist of the whole thing, um, the more minor twist is that it turns out you're on Earth. Ooh. So Earth um, is all fucked up. Earth is all fucked up. You, you, humanity left a long time ago. Um, and and has, has scattered to the solar system. But you're on Earth. And because of the atmosphere, the sunset or, or the sunrise is going to be absolutely beautiful when it happens. And you're going to fucking die right after. Oh, wow. Um, so that's the first, like, minor twist. The more major twist and where this, this game really starts to really ask big questions about humanity and, and God and the afterlife. And the reason I played this game i played it three times. It's a 30-minute game. I played it three times the last two days. Um, is because the the big twist that happens is it turns out that in all of the platoons that make up these, like, mech squadrons that fight, there's only, like, a handful of actual people. Huh. And so all of the mech pilots, the reason they only ever meet each other in virtual reality is because a majority of them are AI piloting this mech. But they oh. wouldn't know it. Oh. Ooh, the point is, is to make it so... Sorry. The point no. is to make it so that there's enough, like, random human thought that, like, computers wouldn't be able to spot patterns. Um, and so... Your Beatrice, your platoon sergeant, is like, there's a there's a solid chance that neither of us is actually a human being. And I've been thinking about and talking to God my entire life, and it might turn out that that life is a complete lie. Have you ever um, heard of, oh, I don't know how it's said out loud, 17776? It's uh, um, what, what football will look like. Yeah, in the what football will look like in the future. That's the guy who does um, he does uh, Dorktown and uh, a bunch of stuff on Secret Base. Uh, his name is John something. I- I've never read seventeen seven seventy six, but oh, you should. Anyway, oh yeah. Yes, it's very cool. I'll have um, to do it sometime. For, without spoiling it for people who are wondering why I brought it up, uh, who also don't know what it is. It uh, it's this sort of like speculative zoom out on what starts as like a I think it starts as like what it looks like they're just talking about it's like an uh, an article about a football game and it just mm-hmm. like spirals outward into something much much bigger. Is it something that reminds you of of androids talking to God? All right, yes. I'm here for that. Yes, 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 yes. Um. That's so cool. please go look that up. Uh, that's like a free, like you just look at it online. I'll put um, that in the show notes. Uh, yeah. So so your your platoon sergeant is like when you're that you had another officer who was recently in her position who died, and when he died, she went through his data log, just trying to find something to remember him by, uh, and learned that. She might not be real. You might not be real. A majority of the people she knows and works with and takes lives with, kills people next to, has seen die, these people might not be real. They might just wow. be AI. And Man, this is, ooh, she, this is so... It's so, so good. She she gets to a... There's such good dialogue. The writing is incredible. The, the writer is... I'm going to... 
I'm going to butcher this this name, so I apologize. But the writer is uh, Zalavier Nelson Jr. X A L A V I E R, um, uh, and the programmer is Natalie Clayton, and the music is all done by Priscilla Snow, and those are the three people involved with um, the whole kit and caboodle. It's incredible; three people did this, but the writing in particular really drives this game home. There's a part where she says, can God hear circuits or does he just tune out the buzzing? Oh, fuck. You sent me that that um, quote a while ago, but I did not have the context that they might use right. AI. And that's <laughs> right. very much turns that. So the game ends with Beatrice deciding, I'm not going to die not knowing who I am. Um, and that's what brings about one of my other really favorite lines where she's like – she talks about Moses and how Moses and God were really close. Moses is such an important prophet of God. But when Moses asks to see God's face, God is like, if you were to look at my face, it would kill you. Um, <clears throat> so she says – but before this, she, she has a moment where she says, uh, I – I believe in God because I looked at all – I looked. I realized how small I was, and I looked at all the emptiness around me, and I knew something so large had to fill it. Mm. And then later on when she's talking about Moses, she says – she segues that into, like, I'm going to open my airlock, and I'm going to figure out. And if I am human, I'm going to die in the atmosphere. Um, but I, I don't think I'm committing suicide. I think that I'm going to see God's face because the sun is coming up. Um, so Beatrice opens her airlock, and she's a person. Oh, no. Um, and so you get the choice to open your airlock or not, but you never see whether or not you are actually a human being. Oh. You're just left to, to decide. Mathematically, you're probably an AI. Right. Um, it's incredible. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's such a good game. It's such a good game. It's such this a good game. Sounds very cool. I loved it. I loved every fucking minute of it to the point that I played it three times. It's you know, you know that I'm always here for that existentialism in the face of God shit. I'm I'm always here yep, for yep, that. Yep. Like like it is is God even real? Does God even care about me? While also holding really true to the the idea that like yes i believe that yeah um but i still want to talk about it and this game just like gets to the heart of like <clears throat> if i'm an ai do i count <sighs> and you even get to say like beatrice is like beatrice is like hey i'm gonna open my airlock and you can be like why the fuck would you do that even if you are an ai that doesn't make you any less like any less worthy of god's love like you, right if you can have a human experience, you are human. But also, like, fucking are you? Because the whole <laughs> point of actual humans being in your mech platoon is that they will f fool computers while you are having computer thoughts. Right. Um, and the whole thing is, is incredibly – so I've, I've talked about the writing, but the whole thing, the, the color schemes, the it's all this, like, really low-poly um, – graphics everything's just kind of like basic shapes and uh, <clears throat> really basic color schemes and 
the <clears throat> the sun rises in like really janky steps. The transitions are are not that good, but for some reason, it's not that they're not good. They're very abrupt, and it's so like it might not even be on purpose, but something about it serves the idea of like there's probably long stretches of complete silence between the two of you. Um, and the only reason that I think it works better with a keyboard is because you're supposed to be typing to one another. Um, oh, okay, I see. So, like, the dialogue choices you're selecting and the, the ones you're reading are meant to be messages you're typing to one another. Which um, and a that's not the, very the AI immersive vibe. Right, exactly. A, it's not very clear until kind of halfway through that that's the case. Uh, and B, once you realize that's the case, you're like, well, fuck, I'm holding a controller. Um, <laughs> like, I, I'm pressing I'm definitely X. not doing that. Yeah, I'm not typing. I'm not at a keyboard even. Like, I, even if all I was doing was selecting with the keyboard, I still feel like I would have had another really nice touch of immersion there. Mm-hmm. And I can see why people – I also just don't think – I don't think you're, like, average – playstation owner that sounds fucked up i i just i don't think it's the sort of crowd it's not a console game Mm -hmm. no it it definitely sounds it sounds so similar to heaven will be mine not like in a i mean like they they tackle different things but like Mm -hmm. the staging of it seems very similar um Um. which i definitely played on my computer with headphones in the dark. So, you know, like, absolutely. This, this game, I, I wish I would have known, I wish I would have realized, because, like, you can tell five minutes in that this is an itch.io game that came out. That escaped containment. Yeah, that shouldn't be here. It's, a, it's an SCP that got out somehow. <laughs> um, my only other complaint, now that I've gushed about it, uh, is the music is really good. I like the music. I think this game needed a a sound editor. The music just sort of plays. The 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 person that that did did all the music they made essentially like I think five or six songs, like a like an EP essentially, mm-hmm. and it just sort of plays. It's it's well placed. It all goes together really well. It feels like the music was written after the game was entirely written, but there's no. There are moments where I wish there was no sound or where there was just environmental noise and there's this, like, synth and vocals that doesn't – it gets the vibe across, but it doesn't need to be there. Does that make sense? No, it does, yeah. Um, It's good music. I'm just like, y'all can – y'all don't have to prove to me it's good music. It's good music. (laughs) It's okay if I I don't hear it all the time. Thank you. (laughs) Um. Yeah, but that's Can Androids Pray, and fucking, I don't know, man. Daniel? It's Can Androids Pray, and this is Dodge Button, where we just fucking love robots. We just love... (laughs) Existential robots! We love existential robots! I didn't really say that into my mic. I hope it uh, it got picked up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The OG... Mascot for Dodge Button. <laughs> yes. That's it for today's episode of the Dodge Button Podcast. It's also it for my beer that I brought to Dodge Button Podcast. So what good timing. Our theme song is BitQuest by Kevin McLeod. 
you can email us at dodgebuttonpod at gmail.com or you can DM us on Twitter at dodgebutton. Uh, find us on your favorite podcatcher. Just search dodgebutton podcast. If you can, please rate and review. And don't forget to subscribe. I'm I've Jordan been Ash Hamilton. Vernon. Fuck oh. you. That was stepped on my line. I fucked up. Thanks for listening. Bye, Ash. I love you. Bye. Love you. Should we? He's done. No, fuck that. No, fuck it. Yeah, this one's just this one's just like this. This is just a really feral episode of Dodge Button, and that's fine.